What up, everybody? Get ready for WCW Wednesdays. And I am Bryce Cameron, and my co-host is Garrison Barney. What up, man? Hey, everybody. How's it going? You know, excited for this. I'm so excited. I, I went and I and I watched the documentary that you told me to. But real quick, I want to thank the listeners for making last week's episode our most watched episode yet, or most listened episode yet. So I'm really excited awesome. about that. Um, I thought it was pretty cool with the conspiracies. But yeah, no, I went back and I watched the, the Rise and Fall of WCW, which for some reason I had never seen yet. And you were right. It's re- it was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it, it, you know... Shows a lot, a lot of things about WCW that we may not have known, you know. Right. Um, it it peels back that veneer of it wasn't always perfect down there, like they say they said it was. Right. They it really wasn't, and it was really cool to kind of like dive into like the origin story, basically of WCW, because I didn't know a lot of that. Um. So I I thought that was really cool. I have a lot of opinions uh, about the people like that were running it uh, even, even in the early days. So yeah, like however you want to dive into this, go ahead, man. Okay. So no, I'm just, I'm just gonna do a brief, uh, background, you know, um, WCW wasn't always WCW it was mid Atlantic, uh, championship wrestling, um, promotions, you know, they, they ran it. It was, uh, the Crockett family, obviously. And, uh, later on it, it got purchased by, uh, Ted Turner, you know, right. and it became, it became WCW. Um, and I think, you know, that just changed the landscape, the absolute landscape of everything. Uh, but before we get into that, um, in the early days of, of what is became uh, WCW, who was then run by the NWA, um, the young talent they would bring in. Yes. Um, you know, Jay Youngblood and uh, Ricky Steamboat, uh, the Briscoes were there. Like they had some of the greatest talent of all time, and it it's hard to think, looking at all the talent that they had, like how stacked was the wrestling business was back then. It really was. Like I know we think about the wrestling business, like kind of like currently. I feel like there's a lot of people, but I feel like then it was just so much. Yeah, I feel you know I feel like anybody could have really been a star back then, uh, given the right path or creative way um and then obviously what i where i really wanted to dive in with with this aspect of it is they chose to um build their champion uh you know rick flair was their champion and they chose to uh go with him i just want to get your thoughts on what you think of rick flair um i i know what i think of him. right right i actually the second you asked that question i mean i got chills and i think that any a uh, fan of, of professional wrestling immediately like you have to have that feeling when Ric Flair comes on I think he was the perfect choice um I think he had all of the tools to be a a successful player in the wrestling industry and I think like that was the time where like talking like on the microphone and stuff was was really starting to be like a really key factor in the business and I think that he really like set the precedent for everyone that followed yeah, absolutely. You know, Rick, Rick Flair, the four horsemen, all of them. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Rick Flair, me personally, and I'm going to actually ask you this question, Okay. but uh, I think, I think without Rick Flair, WCW or NWA wasn't half as good as it was. I don't, I just want to get your thoughts. What do you think about that? Like, I mean, I agree. Cause I can't even think of any early memory of, of that company in that era without thinking of Rick Flair. So, I mean, 
Yeah, no, I think that you're right. I don't. I think that he really carried. I think he carried the whole thing, and I think his charisma and his ability to draw people in is a huge reason for their success early on. Yeah, absolutely. Ric Flair, you know, greatest of all time in a lot of people's minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to fast forward. You know, not fast forward, but talk of the people. You know, I want to talk about the people that Ric Flair wrestled right you know, and made, made marquee matches, main event matches, sixty minute broadways. I mean, no wonder their their business was so good then. You know, he had Rick Steamboat. He had a series of matches with him. He had Sting. Sting. You know, he yeah. put Sting right on the mat. He he loves Sting. He talks about you know he talks about it in all of his documentaries right. all the time. Um, but you know, Harley Race. You know, Dusty Rhodes. Him and Dusty. Oh my God. Yeah, that's another like honestly like such a genius, and he. I feel like WCW also would not have been as successful without Dusty Rhodes. Like all like his like his creative brain is just so crazy and I feel like everyone talks about that. Everyone talks about how much of a genius how how high of an IQ he had for the business. Oh, Dusty Rhodes is probably one of the smartest wrestler, you know, bookers in the history of wrestling and wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but you could see that when he was, you know, before he passed and he was with NXT. Right. He he was booking that, and he had the ability to change, to adapt, and that's why he he's been in the business. He was in the business for so long, you know. And I I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did for WCW. Absolutely not. I really don't. And I didn't realize like quite how much like I didn't realize the turmoil that they went through, like trying to find somebody that could like be in charge of the guys, like with also dealing with like the the corporate aspect of it. I didn't realize like they went through so many people. Yeah, you know, uh, Jim Hurd, right. Jim Barnett, Bill Watts. Bill Watts, I'm going to tell you, the only good thing I think Bill Watts ever did for WCW was uh, gave Ron Simmons the world title. Oh, what a groundbreaking, like, uh, barrier-shattering you know, moment that is. So you look at that, and you're just like, wow. You know, that's, right. that's six years earlier than The Rock. Yeah. For WWE, like... That was just like wow, um, and it, in my mind at that point in time, Ron Simmons was you know one of the best athletes in wrestling. Oh, for sure, for sure, it, uh, yeah. And it shows that WCW at like a time was more on the cutting edge of, of the future than than WWE. Um. Well, you know me, me being a WCW guy. Yeah. Great. You know, I was thick and thin WCW up until about '98 because I just couldn't do it anymore. Like. Some of their stuff was just, eh, Raw was better, you know, and I'll, I'll admit that. Right. Um, but I always felt WCW's in-ring product was better. Maybe not the storylines, maybe not, um, you know, any anything other than the actual athletics, uh, ugh, athleticism. No, I completely agree. I think that WWE was limited to, like, maybe, like, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart early on to, for, like, at that period where WCW was like really thriving, uh, I feel like those were like their only really like amazing people. And I feel like WCW was full of like incredible. And then they introduced the cruiserweights later on. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so like WCW was always great, but here's one thing that I want to, um, I want to throw at you. Okay. Uh, in 1992, Ric Flair went to WWE. Um, right. Right. You know, that was a big hit. Also, at that time, there was rumors that Sting was going to leave, too, but he ended up getting a better deal, so he didn't. Now, 
How do you, obviously Ric Flair won the title twice when he was in WWE. Yeah. How do you think that would have changed the business if Flair just never left? Oh wow. You know, I I haven't really thought a lot about that. Let me think for a second. I think that you know what? I don't think that I understand that he won the title twice in, in there, but I don't think that at the time uh Vince McMahon and WWE knew how to properly utilize Ric Flair. Yeah, I think that I think, you know, we everybody at that point in time, wanted to see Flair and Hogan. Right, and, and, and that's something that WCW would eventually go on to, to, to deliver that WWE didn't. So you know what? I think that – I don't know. I, I don't know. I think maybe they would eventually use him, but I feel like he would have gotten caught up in, like, the cartoony, gimmicky stuff that WWE was really putting out at that time, and I think that that would have been, like, the wrong call, and it could have maybe, like, tarnished his career, like, in later years. So I don't know. I don't know. I got to be honest, I think that staying, <laughs> staying in WCW was the better move, so I can't even think about, like, what it would be. I don't think he would have been as successful. No, because you got you got to think, you know. Like, who he would he held... have fought? Like, who would he have fought that would have been as good as his matches in WCW? Yeah, no, I, absolutely. That... There would have been no no money matches. Maybe Shawn Michaels. But, like, Maybe 92, Rick Shawn Michaels Rome. was, like, just really starting his, like, singles thing, so I feel like maybe like a 95 Shawn Michaels would have been like great. Yeah. Or like 94. Yeah, could, you imagine, could you imagine Flair's promos in the Attitude Era? Yeah, right. Like how good would that be? And you know what? Like maybe there would have never been like a Steve Austin if, if Flair was the face of that period. You know what I mean? Like uh, Absolutely. It, it, Absolutely. It's crazy to think what happened. Uh, and if Sting would have come over too, like that would have been. I, I think if St- I think if Sting would have came over, went over WWE and to uh, – 1992. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, he would be a multi-billionaire today. I agree. He, he would. He would have been just like John Cena is now. I agree, but you know what? I feel like we would have never really gotten like maybe never gotten like the the crow gimmick that he had, and I really enjoy that. No, yeah, no. I, I mean, maybe in I the Attitude I, Era, it would have like maybe like happened, but yeah, no. I I don't think. Uh, I don't think you know he would ever went to the dark side in WWE. But I think he would have just been the top guy over there. I Yeah, 100%. I, I agree. And you know what? People would have finally had the match that people have always talked about, and that's Undertaker and Sting. Yeah, absolutely. With absolutely. The match that we're probably never going to get ever. Never going to get. Yeah. Um, so now I want to dive into, um, you know, Turner Bottom bought out WC, or Jim Crockett Promotions. He did. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Eric Bischoff. Okay. Um, uh, you watched the documentary and you, you know, he, everybody was shocked when he got picked. Right. To, um, to, to, yeah. I forgot. To run WCW, to be the vice president of WCW. And, uh, I just think, you know, look at what he did in such a short period of time. Yeah. I, I, I'm so pro, pro Bischoff. Like, I, I really like, I think in his later years, he got crazy because right. i don't think it was fun for him anymore right but um no i think i think bischoff was what that company needed yeah i think that without him they would have never really competed with with wwe so i think that yeah he knew exactly what to do because he yeah he's just read like i don't know how like the whole thing with like the first like nitro with lex luger coming in yeah. like that that, yeah. that was a genius move like that was unexpected nobody really saw that coming yeah Amazing, amazing! Oh, call. absolutely! And like, 
him him going to Flair and saying that you know I'll get Hogan, you know get Hogan right. And him going to get Hogan, you know that's the biggest coup in the history of professional wrestling. Getting Hogan from WWE, who is the megastar, like the like father, the yeah, father. yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know around that point, WCW was doing kind of cartoony res- wrestling themselves, right? Because I remember like. At, like in the early 90s like Nash was like Oz and like all that other weird stuff yeah but like even in like 94 95 they had like the Dungeon of Doom oh yeah I was not a fan of that which was just so ridiculous it, you know the giant fell off of Pelham Hall and he, he survived who you know later right. became Big Show right I you know, think that when they first got Hogan they needed to learn a lot of things because nobody really wanted like I feel like his like Hulkamania thing was like really running out and they needed to do something yeah, yeah. Uh, it was either he needed to adapt or leave at that point because he was, you know, 12, 13 years he was in the business and he never adapted. He was the same person. He was the same uh, wrestler. Well, I have just a real quick question. Why do you think, and it's not technically about WCW, but it is. Why do you think John Cena is able to kind of do the same thing and people still like want to see him? Whereas Hulk Hogan, no, people were really, really, really getting tired. Because I know we, we do get tired of, like, Cena doing the same thing. But I feel like we're going to allow it more. Yeah, but but do you remember, like, a few years ago when everybody wanted Cena to turn heel? Everybody yes. wanted Cena to turn heel. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, and I thought I thought he was going really, with with to. When he was in the feud with The Rock? Yeah, I right. really thought, you know... Okay, he's gonna do this. And this he this thought he was gonna do that too. Did you see his uh, the the podcast? I think it was with uh, yeah, yeah. And he said that he even like got new ring gear and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I think had Hogan would have like held on another year or two, I think it, he might have been fine. But <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that here in a second. Okay. I want I want to talk about uh, before we get to that because that's gonna be a big part of the show, obviously. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the cruiserweight division. Oh, like, yes, yes, yes. The real cruiserweight division, not Rule <laughs> Five Live. Right, right. Um, how important was that to WCW? I mean, having got, like they could have the Hogan show and the old phony guys, but they still had the young, you know. Right, right. Like I mean, you had the mega stars like Hogan and all of them, and like it's cool to see like an attraction like that. But I think like being able to see what the cruiserweights were capable of, and all of like these moves that you really didn't see a lot of at the time, like at all. I think that it was like so revolutionary uh, at the time, and I think people it really drew them into the product and got them watching the rest of the night. I think that was so key. They, they were amazing matches. You know, you talk about Jericho and Malenko and Benoit and Sat Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturn, who wasn't a cruiserweight, but he was great in the ring. Right. Yeah. Um, Guerrero, Mysterio. Yeah. Guerrero, all these guys. Right. And, you know, I I wanted the, um, I know this isn't a comparison show, but I wanted the cruiserweight division in WWE to succeed like WCW right. did, but it, it'll right. never will. It never will. You can't recreate no. that magic. No, oh, I, I, I'm surprised that they're even sticking with it. They're not even showing them on Raw anymore. So, like, yeah, no, it, it's awful. It's awful. Um, but you know, like the cruiserweights, man. I wanted to be Rey Mysterio. <laughs> right? How how amazing was Rey Mysterio? Then, like, I remember 
like one of the first matches like I remember. I don't know. I was like five, I think. It was the Halloween Havoc one with Guerrero, right? Yeah, is when he's wearing the purple outfit, right? Yep. Right. How amazing was that? That that match right there. I mean, all I can remember him is him doing that flip off the top rope and like doing her and Karana and Daddy. Yes. And I'm like, wow, wow. You know, just uh, those two used to just go. You know, another guy that I really liked in WCW was Billy Kidman. Yeah, I was just gonna bring up Billy Kidman. I yeah, and I wish that he like had the same level of success in, in, when he came to WWE. I mean, he he kind of did at first, but then not. <laughs> yeah, fizzled um, out like like everything did with every WCW guy. Um, right. But yeah, those guys really just you know they did it. They they did it right too. And they you know Rey Mysterio says in the documentary, he's like, I don't know about anybody else's locker room, but our ours we were having fun and we were all getting along. Yeah, I think that Chris Jericho in the cruiserweight division was like amazing. He was an amazing character then. Uh, yeah, Jared, you know. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Jericho, I think, is one of the, the greats of all time. Like, For sure. His ability to adapt and evolve over the years is, like, insane. Like, And it's always popular, and it's always a hit. Like, I've never really seen him just, like, not nail it out of the park. So, with talking about the Cruiserweights, I want to throw this at you. Okay. Um, how crazy is it to think that Guerrero, yes. Benoit, mm-hmm. Jericho, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio. Yeah. All cruiserweight guys from WCW that WCW didn't know what to do with them all went on to be WWE champions. Right, that is that is crazy, and wow, you know what? That is not that's that's nuts. I didn't really think about it like that, but they did, and I don't know if it was like a slap and like just to like be like, hey, we we have WCW now, so like let's make this happen, like because yeah, like like show like these stars that you like kind of over. I feel like WCW started out great with the cruiserweights but then like every storyline got like really stupid towards the end of wcw and i yeah I, everything. and i think they've ruined everything so this is wwe being like hey but they all deserved it i mean like uh jericho deserved it. i like jericho's like later reigns more than like his undisputed oh like, absolutely i like but, all like once they all matured right that's what i liked seeing i you when they were younger they were good but they were sloppy a lot of times and then yeah. once they started getting really good and getting in the world title picture, I just appreciated their work more. I just think WCW was like, ah, oh, they're not Hogan, they're not Nash, they're not Hall. Yeah, you know? yeah, they were like, they weren't getting like these like guaranteed contracts of like whatever they had, like they could just run the show themselves. Like they really had to go out there and prove themselves. I feel like. Yeah, they they had to go out and be the best athletes in the world. They weren't just gonna cruise on their name. <laughs> Absolutely, do and they were awesome. They were amazing. Yeah, those um, those are some of my favorite WCW memories. Is the the Cruiserweights wrestling? Absolutely, my, one of my favorite ladder matches of all times. It's in WCW. I can't remember the show. I think it's Starcade '99. Uh, it's um, Shannon Moore and Gregory Helms versus Jamie Noble and Jimmy Yang Wang. Oh my god! Versus uh, Evan Courageous and one of the other ju- young dragons at the time. And it's just a, a it's. Uh, triple threat tag team match with ladders, and I'm like, wow, like these guys went out and performed amazingly. Would you say that it's better than the triple threat tag teams with like the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian? No, no, I wouldn't say that, but like they actually went out and wrestled with ladders involved in the match. I like that, and I feel like at, at the time, like that, that was like really big for the cruiserweights. I feel, yeah, yeah, you know, and like so I thought that was awesome. I thought that, that was awesome. Amazing. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, WCW dropped the ball on that. Um, which brings me to, I mean, what the biggest thing that ever happened in pro wrestling. Um, do you think you think Hogan second guessed turning heel? Um, you know, I think that he's smart enough to know that it was going to be like a really good business decision. I think that he like saw dollar signs. Well, I know. Uh, I watched uh, Legends with JBL. Okay. And with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Oh, okay. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall said they they didn't know. Well, wasn't it originally going to be Sting? Well, if Hogan wouldn't do it, it was going to be right, Sting. Right, right, right. Yeah. And they literally, like, I remember Nash saying, he goes, we didn't know if he was going to leg drop him or turn on us or what he was going to do. But I guess I guess Hogan wasn't even at the event all day. Really? He didn't show up to the arena until, like, ten minutes before he had to go out. Oh, my God. So, like, people were wondering what was going to really happen all the way up until that moment? Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. Um, which then, you know, then launched this monstrous stable, uh, right. NWO. I mean, um, and amazing, amazing at the beginning. Another thing that was amazing at the beginning that got ruined, you know, well, you, you think about who they had, you know, they had, uh, Hogan Hall and Nash. Right. And then, uh, X-Pac joined them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, the giant, who was the big show at the time, mm-hmm. or the big show, who was the giant at the time. Right, sorry. that's right. Um, and like Ted DiBiase and Virgil, so like that was good. And then they added people like Buff Bagwell, right, Scott Steiner, and Stevie Ray, and like. What do you think about Bischoff like getting actively involved like that? I think it was the dumbest thing in the world. Right. I, I'm glad. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that he did it. Because I thought his characters in WWE were amazing. Yes. Um, but I think it was dumb. I think if Bischoff would have never put his face uh, on TV, I think WCW would still be in business today. Okay. Why do you think that, since we're comparing, we're kind of, we've been kind of been comparing, why do you think that um, Vince McMahon putting his face was is different and was successful, whereas Bischoff doing it was not? Because Vince humiliated himself. Right, you're saying that like the uh, Bischoff just wanted to be the star and like amazing. Bischoff was just you know, that cocky, arrogant power figure. That right, you know, right. it was funny at first, and then after 84 weeks of hearing him say he's closing down WWE, it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, you know, after you know 84 weeks straight of hearing the World Whiny Federation. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that they did a lot of things that, like, were actually they thought were going to be successful that eventually turned people off to to them. I think. What do you? Okay, what do you think about? Well, I don't know. Like, if you if you where you're, when you're going to get there, but what do you think about like spoiling the results of WWE matches? Yeah, you know that leads. That's all into this. Like, was that Bischoff's idea? Yeah, I mean, Bischoff takes credit for everything. Right. Um, I saw that on the documentary. <laughs> like, um. Or was that Hogan saying, you know, because a lot of people think Hogan had had a big voice behind what Bischoff did. Kind of like when, when the two of them went to TNA and like were kind of running the show for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I, I think it was dumb. It backfired on him when Foley won the title. It did. And I think like as somebody who was a fan of both, 
like that's so ir- irritating. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, but like by the time, like he, by the time he was starting to give out like results, like all the time, yeah, like big ones, like Mick Foley winning the title, right? WCW was dead. Yeah, yeah, like that. That was a last ditch effort, man. That was as soon as they were, they knew they were selling to AOL. Yeah. Uh, would I want now? Now, what do you have for like kind of like thinking iconic moments? Like, for example, Alundra Blaze Medusa throwing putting the championship in the garbage can. How important is that? So, like, okay, that this is gonna. I was kind of getting there. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. But no, we can do it now. That's fine. That's fine because I I can do the other thing after. Um, but her throwing that in the trash can. Wow. <laughs> like what a statement. Like. Wow, and I honestly, I think that's what Vince thought Bret Hart would do with the title. Right. Oh, because I, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I firmly believe that's what he thought. And you I, know, regardless, you know, if we, like we talked uh, last week, regardless of what side you're on on that one, you know, I think I think it was done with the right reasoning. But I don't know. I just think I think that. If you, I couldn't imagine if Bret Hart walked out on Nitro with the world title. Yes, because it's one thing at that time, at that time, to put the women's title in the garbage, but it's another thing to put the flagship title of your brand in the trash can. Yeah, absolutely, like, and it's ridiculous. Right, it's ridiculous. right. Um, but you know, and then they started doing, like, they went from that, which was good. It was good. Um, yeah. To just you know. Pinatas on a pole, right? Uh, what is it like? Judy Bagwell on a pole? Was that what it was? Yeah, Judy Bagwell winning the tag title. David, I want to ask your opinion about David Arquette winning the world title. You know, I want to. Like, I know I can't say no comment because we're doing a podcast. Um, so it's. I think it's terrible. Like, what? That's stupid. It's not like he was like this mega star. I think it's stupid. Uh, I think that the only. Yeah, they they did not properly utilize celebrities. Not really. Like they had the basketball players and stuff, like Malone and uh, Rodman. That was that's interesting. Uh, I think him winning the world title. Like, how does that taint that taints your title? Like we've had celebrities in the ring in WWE, like Kevin Federline, but he never won the world title. Never. So like, because nobody's stupid enough to do that. Like, okay, shock value, great. But I mean, then what? Like you, yeah, no, I I think it. I think you know. I agree with those guys on the on the documentary. It, it was it disgraced the title. Yeah, it it meant nothing at that point because you just brought like this random person and just did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, on a lighter topic, right. let's go from that to <laughs> the one guy that is the only guy that WCW ever made, only young star they ever made. Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. Got to be. I knew it. Yeah. Um. Wow. Um, like, how amazing is that, right? Like, oh, go ahead. I'll let you, like... Well, what did you... Well, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what you thought about the streak. I, I I loved it. I was so invested in it. I, I, I think I didn't want it to end ever. I think I didn't want it to end, especially the way it did end. Um. Yeah, I think that was the wrong call. Um, we'll get to that in a second because right. I have a different opinion about that. So, okay. Oh, you think it was the right call? 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, but you know, you know, them putting forty thousand. Goldberg says it on the documentary right. too. People, if you want to listen to a great documentary, watch a great documentary: "The Rise and Fall of WCW" on the WWE Network. So good. Please take a look at it. You know, Goldberg said right on it. You know, they put forty thousand people in, people in the Georgia Dome in four days. What they could have put a hundred thousand if they would have promoted it for a pay per view. That's very true. Yeah, and I agree with that. I agree with that. Goldberg would have Goldberg would have did what it took WWE thirty years to do. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he would have. He would have massive, massive amount of people. Yeah, um, and I just I love Goldberg in WCW. His run later in WWE, eh, right? I'm not gonna get into that, right? But, it's different. But Goldberg. He was everything. He, what, 45-second matches sometimes? Yeah, yeah. It was like this crazy thing. Like, he was just Electric, like, boom, 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 boom. bang, bang. And the whole you know, the whole not speaking thing, so there was this mystery around him. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, you know, we fast-forward through him beating Hogan at, in, in the Georgia Dome for the title, which was amazing. Right. One of my favorite WCW moments. Right. But now let's talk about him losing the title. Okay. So... I'm I'm not going to say, you know, a streak should end here, there, there, whatever. Um, as the story goes, and everybody knows, uh, Kevin Ash was booking at the time, and he booked himself over Goldberg. Right. Which, I'm not saying Nash was the right person no, to do No, I think it. it was the right time, but not the right person. Yes, yes. But how he did it was so smart. Because if you think about it, he had Scott Hall tase Goldberg with a with a cattle prod. You know that you just said tase, right? Like I'm really curious where you're going with this like conversation of it being good. <laughs> well, no, like like he shocked him with the cattle prod. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, getting tased. Right. Um, no. And right. and then he jackknife power bombed him. So all that did was make Nash look strong but it made Goldberg like the only thing that could beat him was a cattle prod you know I never thought of it like that I always thought of it as like okay that's like a really stupid way to like have somebody lose their thing but I never thought about it like it, 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 it that it took that to do it yeah like that that and I think I think the way you're thinking of it right. is how everybody looks at it now right but you know what like hearing it from that perspective is like very different I, I actually can see like how that makes sense like, in, in my eyes, like, yeah, maybe Nash shouldn't have been the one to do it. Whatever. But, boom. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they still made him look like a beast. He still went on to do the redo the streak. Right, right. You know, like, he had an amazing run in WCW. Um, but, yeah, you know, then now, now, I mean, you really want to talk, like, I don't even know. Like WCW from like the end of 1999 till it closed. Right. I watched so sperioticly. No, yeah, me too. Yeah. Like, I just think like. Well, I. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Well, how iconic is the whole Shane McMahon appearing on WCW? That is something that I would never, I never expected. Right. Like, insane. Because that that was right around the time the internet was coming out. Right. And I was, like, 11. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to use the internet. So I used to get all the dirt sheets, you know. Right. 
<laughs> before That's you could amazing. get the dirt cheap. Right. Um, and everybody thought Bischoff was buying it. Right. Like Everybody. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't sell him the TV time slot, so they didn't. Um, totally. I just... I, I honestly am one to believe that I don't think Vince McMahon bought them out to be um, malicious. No, I, I don't think so either. I, I think it was just because I'll tell you what they bought it for. They bought it for $2 million. That's like sad. That, that's what they bought it for. Like, I feel like anyone could have bought that. Like, not anyone, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Like, not like me, but like other people could just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but, you know, uh, I think Vince did the best he could with bringing the invasion in. Right. What do you think of, I mean, are we going to just, are we discussing that angle? Oh, absolutely. Okay. What, what do you think of that, of that? I think it, it was done for the right reasons. I think. I was a I fan was, at the beginning of it. I really was. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was I was amazed by it. But then there's no ha- there's no Nash, there's no Hall. Right. There's no Hogan. There's no Goldberg, there's no Sting, there's no Flair. There's no no WCW remake. No. And I think that they wanted maybe like a third brand. Yeah. Um like cuz it could have been it easily been like a, a Well, they had what I heard was the original idea is to put them on Spike TV on like a Wednesday. Okay. Um, but they're the one main event match they had. I think it was Buff Bagwell and Booker T. Oh, that's right, because they did do the episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so bad that Spike TV pulled out. Okay, but like that's a horrible choice for like your main event. Booker T versus anybody else would have worked. You could have put right. You could put Lance Storm in there with him. Right, but Buff Bag... No, not Buff Bagwell. Buff Bagwell was a horrible... Like, Buff Bagwell, early years when he was the American male Buff Bagwell was amazing. When he became the Buff Daddy... Oh. Right. It, you know, and, and like it was, it reminds me a lot of, like, Steiner in later years. Yeah. Who's, like, insane. Which, in his younger years, you watch Scott Steiner, his younger years, he's amazing. Amazing. And I don't know what happened to him steroids <laughs> uh, yeah and like honestly like yeah and if he's like insane like he's honestly ruining his legacy right now like I, I i know he like recently teamed up with like josh matthews like what is that oh yeah and i mean he just um like what watch some of his uh youtube videos that's all i'm gonna say just watch them yeah and doesn't he like really hate hulk hogan yeah it's ridiculous right <laughs> um but no, to get back on topic. Sorry. WCW's version in WWE was just a joke. Yeah. It was it was a slap. I mean, DDP was the only DDP and Booker T were the only credible guys that they brought over. So why do why do you think they didn't retry it when they did bring over Hall Nash and Hogan? Because it was just like the following year. Yeah, you're beating a dead horse there. I think. Yeah. I honestly think that's what it was. That's true. Um, I mean, they. I mean, they like did good with like Hogan with the Rock. Like that was cool. I mean, you look at all the guys that were in WCW, top guys. They went on to do amazing things in WWE. Some later in their career. Um, you know, we talked about Jericho, Benoit, Guerrero, and uh, 
Jericho Ben uh Mysterio. Mysterio. Talk, yeah, yeah. We talked about how good they did in world champions, but you look Hall and Nash went back and had a decent run. I mean was it? Hall <laughs> Hall, you know, couldn't stay sober. Right. Uh Nash couldn't stay healthy, you know, Nash couldn't hang, whatever. I can barely uh, remember Hall like being around like that whole year. Like I feel like, like like two months of it. He wrestled at WrestleMania and then was done. Right. Fired him. Um but then like Hogan and The Rock and then we got we got that amazing match at WrestleMania eighteen with uh Ric Flair and Undertaker. Oh, so good. You know, like and then later on with Sting. Oh, I wanna ask okay, so Sting, he wrestled two matches. Uh what do you think about them? Right opponents, what what, what do you think? I wish it would have been three years ago, obviously, um, because I think he should have faced The Undertaker. Uh, Do you think it's crazy that they never, like, had that match? Yes. <laughs> like, it, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, they, they could have easily done it, especially, listen, like, when Sting was in WWE. <laughs> listen, uh, Triple H and Sting's match was pure gold. I loved it. I thought the like blending like the DX and NWO and WWE WCW. I thought that was amazing. It was amazing. Triple H needed to win that match. Sting didn't need the doesn't need the wins anymore. Right, and it makes sense because in the end WWE did conquer WCW. So I mean, yeah. it makes sense for Triple H to win. And then his feud with Seth Rollins, I was like, no way. I really thought they were going to give him the title. Me too. Me too. And then he got hurt in that match, which if he didn't get hurt in that match, I thought that was one of his better, best matches of all times. It was so good, right? And I think that a lot of that credit has to go to Seth Rollins for being just amazing. Uh, yeah, just, you know, knowing how to utilize Sting's strength and weakness. Like, weakness like, AJ, like, AJ, like AJ Styles. Like AJ can do the same thing, make anybody look good. Yeah, absolutely. Without tarnishing how bad he looked, like not making himself look. Do you bad. think if Sting didn't get hurt, that we would have seen Sting Undertaker? Yes, absolutely. I think that because that was at what night of champions he got hurt. Yeah, yeah I mean, and who did, like, who did Undertaker go on to fight? Who was it next? Bray Wyatt? No. No. Uh, I don't remember. I forgot. It was whoever was before. Oh, him. it was Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, yeah. Yeah, that would have been. I don't think so. I think that would. I think that was supposed to be Sting, and then he got hurt. That would have been like such a cool moment, honestly. I I would have freaked out. But I've heard that Undertaker doesn't want the match. I've heard that. But what I mean. But why? Why do you think he wouldn't? I think it's pure bullshit. I don't <laughs> excuse my language. No, you're but good. I I think somebody. I think somebody literally, you know, just thought of that and said it right because i've heard sting like say that he's like heard that but i don't know if like because he but undertaker i feel like unless undertaker tells him that to his face then like i wouldn't believe it yeah no and like stings uh sting was on jbl's um uh legends with jbl too right which is a great segment all of jbl's you know i'm this is not related to wcw but i think that show it's weird that it got canceled because that was such a good show yeah um but Sting said on it, you know, JBL asked him, he goes, I think you're hoping, you know, to have that one last match with Taker. And Sting just kind of gives it a, you never know. So So, you think it's possible? I'm not saying that it'll happen, but I'm just, I just think that was Sting saying that's the only thing I regret in my career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he should have come over early, but I I mean, he was good in TNA, but I think like it would have been cool for him to come over. 
I, you know, I would have loved to see, you know, him and CM Punk. Uh, right. Him and anybody like five years ago when he was still in like great, great shape. You know, I, I would have loved to, because Sting's, as you know, is my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it, yeah. I, I cry. I'll be honest. I cried the night that he debuted. And when he <laughs> debuted in WWE? Yeah. 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 Amazing. Right. Um, that was that was it was that at the Survivor Series one right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When when and then the that Ziggler one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, but so like they've all been there, they've all been through it. You know, we kind of got off topic. Um, yeah, but I think as a whole, I think WCW made the business better. Right. Um. Oh, I I, I agree. Do too. With, I agree with a lot of things. Um. You know, with like Ric Flair and stuff, I think if if Jim Crockett would have stayed between Maryland and and the Carolinas, I think he'd still be in business today. Okay, I just want to take a moment that Jim Crockett's ego in that in that video. Oh, it's so bad! It's so bad! Like no wonder, like you were like having problems. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, he mm. honestly like. It was ridiculous. Like the one thing I thought was like I would never want to do business with that man. Absolutely, but you know people loved him. So to this day they love him, right? Um, but no, like, and I just think they would still be in business. Um, but I want to ask you: do Do you think if WCW was still in business today, it would be good for the business or bad for the business? Uh. Good. I good. I think any time that you have healthy competition, it's good. But I think that when it gets to the point uh, like it did, that you just want to destroy the other company and take them out of business, I think that's when it gets like you make mistakes because it's not for the right reasons. But I think for just like building up the business and just having competition, because right now WWE doesn't really have like there's other companies, but they don't really have any other competition. So basically, they can get away with doing a lot of things that like are stupid. But if they had a competitor like they did with WCW today and WCW was around today, I think that there would be a lot less, like, stupid storylines and a lot more, like, constantly, like, engage you product. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Do you think – so this leads me until to one of my last questions. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there will ever be uh, another company to compete with WWE like WCW did? No. I don't. You don't think at all? I, I don't. I think I don't. I don't think so. I think that, like it's so big. Like I can't even imagine like anyone competing with them. So I I think yes. You do. I I and I'm a firm believer of this. I think uh, when Vince passes, there's going to be a a, pa- a power struggle. Oh, you think it's going to split? Yeah, and I and I think I think Triple H is going to do his own thing. Him and Stephanie and Shane's going to do his own thing, and I think it's going to be great. And I. Firmly believe we're going to go back to the territory system. I 100% think that Triple H and Stephanie would be more successful than Shane if that happens. See, I don't. You don't? I think that – you really don't? Because I think that, like I, – I, th- I, I don't think either of them would fail. Oh, you don't? I just think that, like, that one would be, like, a better product just because we're talking about genius people in the business. And I think Triple H is, like – up there no, with like the top IQ. Absolutely. Triple H is one of the greatest minds in the in this business ever. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Um but I think Shane still I think Shane could still write. 
But Shane had some great ideas when he was writing the first time that got shot down because he was far behind his time. Do you think he's just gonna like leave like again though? Do you think that like he would just like give up again? No. No, you think he's like here like to stay like for good? Yeah. Interesting. I I I hope so. And and you know, I mean, maybe what wrestling needs is somebody totally new and fresh to just like try something different. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, like maybe people like out of nowhere that are not like so attached to the business forever that like like it, but that have not like worked in the business forever. You know what I mean? Like, I think they just need fresh people. No, no, absolutely. I agree. I think, I think WWE writers, they need to get better people because I I, I honestly don't think all these old legends are up with with their times. Right. If WWE, if you're listening, like I'm looking for like a position. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd have a lot of things to say. You guys probably fired me first day. But, right, right. Um, but no, that that's about it. I mean, that wraps up WCW. WCW, I think, was, uh, you know, a global phenomenon in the 80s. It was you know, Rick amazing. Flair, Horseman. You know, they really, they really, they were um, the competition that Vince McMahon needed. Yeah, no, they were, and, and I think that, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, we already know I love him, he's, like, amazing, but, uh, yeah, no, they, he needed the competition, he was getting, it was getting stale, and it, it jump-started, like, like I think one of the best, like we said, the best periods of wrestling history, um, history. Like ever, like, if anything, like, that's amazing, like, the Monday Night Wars and stuff. Uh, the, the Monday Night Wars was the greatest thing wrestling will ever see. Yeah for sure like that's incredible and i would i think that the only thing that could surpass that is like the, what you said the idea of like triple h and stephanie and shane like going at, at it yeah i just i just have a gut pe- like i i i've thought about this for a long time like since shane came back because i've read articles that shane wants more power in the back and him and triple h have been button heads right so like i've been like all right man Vinnie Matt, give it to Shane or give it to Stephanie and Hunter so Shane can go start his own thing. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm intrigued. I I am intrigued. Um, while we have like I can I can we take like ten minutes to kind of just discuss some things like that are currently happening. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is what do you think about WWE returning to the dual branded pay per views? Uh, I just hope it doesn't end the brand extension. Right, they say it's not going to, but like I don't know. From a company standpoint, I I agree with it. I understand it. Yeah, you know there were because there there was like yeah. random matches that they were like throwing in just because they had to. Yeah, from like a financial aspect, I, I oh yeah, I absolutely agree. And as a fan, yeah, and there was like too many papers. It was like every two weeks, and like it's a long time to like just take. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and I'm a firm believer you should have a pay per view once a month. So right, and you, I should have saw it. Com- <laughs> I should have saw it coming when like I saw their their schedule for this year and like pay per views were like missing. Yeah, um, yeah, and I was like, but no, I think it's a smart move. Uh, what do you think about the announcement that Ronda Rousey is going to sign with Monday Night Raw? I, I it shocked me. Right, because I thought for sure like her and Charlotte, right? Her and Charlotte. So maybe Oscar's going to go. Uh go to SmackDown. Yeah, the latest thing that I was reading today is, like, they're saying it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Nia for the, that title, and then Asuka and Charlotte for that one, and then I was reading that it might be Ronda Rousey and Seth Rollins 
versus Triple H and uh, Stephanie. Oh, that'd be awesome. Because The Rock can't get out of his, like, insurance issues with his movies. Yeah, because he keeps getting hurt every time he comes back. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't, like, if I was dealing with, like, a global superstar like that with my movie, I wouldn't want him to do that either. Absolutely. Um, uh, did you hear John Cena sneak in that line about, like, the dead man or something like that on Raw? Yeah, I heard it. I heard do you it. think that is alluding to him and Undertaker? I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I like. I don't mind about the match, but I really want Cena to win the chamber. Oh, I know. And now it's the first ever seven man cha- chamber, which I'm not quite sure how that works. I think maybe three people will start. I don't know, but that was dumb. Oh, I know. They should have just like given it to one of them. Honestly, like one of them, <laughs> like moved on. Like either of them, because they're bo- they both deserve it. Right. Uh, I would say, and this is like, and I'm a huge fan of him. He's like one of my current favorites right now, but I would say take out Miz because he's got the IC title and then, and like have him do something else. I don't know. Matt Hardy. The, uh, I'm glad he didn't make it. Oh, uh, me too. I, yeah. I, like, yeah. But I'm assuming he's going to end up fighting Bray Wyatt at that pay-per-view. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully they're not even on the card for WrestleMania. I know. They need to just be in a tag team. Absolutely. Like, we, when we saw at the Rumble, them working together, that was amazing. I thought that was, like, I liked it. Like you said, we liked it so much more than whatever they were doing. Yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. But, no, dude, I don't, I don't get the seven-man elimination chamber. I think it's dumb. I mean. <laughs> I do, too. Well, because like, earlier that night, they had this whole big thing about, like, who will start the match first? Will it be Miz or John Cena? And now, like, three people are going to start first, so it's, like, stupid. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, so it's, like, dumb. Like, how big of a deal is it really that Miz is going to start first? Yeah. Um, and I can't, I don't think anybody in that match can afford to lose that match. No, I don't either. Like, like they all have to win. Like, every single one of them. Right. <laughs> like, they really do because they're all, like, really hot right now. And, like, I don't get what they're going to do for WrestleMania. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't think it should be Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar anymore. I, I feel like. No, no, but I don't even, like, that doesn't, like,. Oh, you mean like okay, for matches in gen- for matches in general? Yes, yeah, if Strowman wins, like who's Roman Reigns gonna go against? Who's Cena gonna go against? Rollins, Baylor, like yeah, no, I know. I'm thinking maybe like Miz and Finn Balor, and then maybe Roman and Seth could fight each other. But no, Seth they're saying is gonna be in part of that Ronda Rousey thing, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But who would know? Roman? No, I agree. Like who would Roman fight? Maybe Elias and have John Cena fight Undertaker. Oh, Roman Reigns versus Elias could happen. Yeah, that'd be good. And then. Have Finn go against Miz, Rollins in the Ronda Rousey thing, and then Strowman and Lesnar. But how many times can we see Strowman fight Lesnar and, like, not win? <laughs> He's got to win. He has to win. Yeah. Um. But, no, and then you look at SmackDown, like. Oh, uh, SmackDown it, was horrible last night. I couldn't watch. I, I started watching and I shut it off. It was really bad, right? Yeah. Like, the whole. I don't know if you saw, like, the Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode segment. No, I didn't. Oh, uh, it was so bad because, like. None of them are, like, amazing on the microphone. Well, the thing is, Bobby Roode can be, but they don't let him because he's not a heel. Right, yeah, it was stupid. And it was all about, like, how Randy Orton was on the top ten list, but number nine. And, like, how that's, like... Which is stupid. I hate that list. Oh, me too. It's so dumb. And then another, like... Now, like, it's a fatal five-way at the pay-per-view. Why? Yeah, it's so weird because, like, Ziggler and Baron Corbin have nothing to do with that storyline. At all. But I did just read today that Ziggler just signed a multi-year contract making $1.5 million a year. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so I wouldn't surprise me if he gets the title and then it's him, Styles, and Nakamura in a triple threat at Mania. Oh, I'd love it. Which I would, like, live for. Like, if there's anything I would like better than just AJ Nakamura, it would be throw Ziggler in there. Like, how great. But I don't know where... Yeah, no, I love I love Ziggler's work, so... Absolutely. But I don't know where the Shane McMahon's Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn thing is going at all. I don't either. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Maybe, maybe a tag match would be interesting. Like... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, like, I want to see Shane and Daniel Bryan wrestle. Me too, but then, like, what are Kevin and Sammy going to do? This is the first year where I have no idea what WrestleMania is going to look like in, like, a while. Absolutely. Like, the, Absolutely. Only, thing we really, the only thing we really know is, a, is Nakamura is getting a title match and Asuka's getting a title match. That's all we actually know. Yeah. But, like, usually by this time we got matches, like, okay, it's going to be this person and this person. Right. It's going to be this person and this person. No. Yeah. Not right now. There's nothing. Yeah, we have nothing. And I think the idea of having two pay-per-views on the road to WrestleMania in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania is stupid. Yeah, I think that that's going to mess up everything. Yeah, and, like, people are going to, like, drop to – yeah, I don't get it. I think we're going to see Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers at WrestleMania, Uh, which is – you know, saying it out loud doesn't really make me feel anything. Like, I thought, like <laughs> – I don't know what I thought when I said it, but, like, it's, like, sad. No, because, like, I don't know if the Usos can have a good match with them. Yeah. No, you're right. Well, yeah, no, you're right. I can't even, like, disagree with that. Well, the Usos kind of had good matches with Eric. With, with, no, they had good matches with them, didn't they? Like, back, like... Oh, yeah, way back. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which was weird that, like, the Wyatts never did win back then, at that point. Um, yeah, when they are hotter than ever. Right, yeah. And Bray Wyatt, I don't take seriously at all anymore, so... Oh no! Did you see how like out of shape he's gotten too? Yeah, it's like bad. It's just, he he just looks like Matt Hardy. Like he should just like they really should yeah. be in the team. Um, I heard Big Cass might be back in time now. What's he gonna do though? Right, right. <laughs> like win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, probably, and then do nothing like Mojo. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, what is Bobby Roode gonna do? Like, what is like any of them gonna do? I don't know. I think we'll see a multi-man U.S. title match and a multi-man Intercontinental title match. I think The Miz is so hot, he needs a one-on-one match. I think The Miz is so hot, I'd love to see him beat Lesnar. I want it to be a double title match so bad, or, like, whatever. I That's what I really want. I Part of me, as much as I want John Cena to win his 17th title, I want so bad for The Miz to main, to main event against Lesnar. I want, yeah, I want him to be the one that beats Lesnar. Oh, how perfect would that be? Like, so great. Because I, I think Les, I heard, I read a couple weeks ago that Lesnar's done after Mania. Honestly, I'm, I'm a fan of him, but I'm like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, I, I'm done with it. Can we just take a moment? Like that title that he has has been held by Finn Balor for one day, Kevin Owens for like a little bit, Goldberg, and then which was like interesting, and then. Uh, Brock Lesnar for like ever. Like, yeah, that's like not impressive. That title ever since it's been created is like not great. So, so what do you what did you think of Alexa Bliss's comments? Uh, I thought she was 100% like spot on right. I laughed so hard. Me too. Like, I was like, I can't believe first of all, I was like, I can't believe somebody would like script that into the show because that makes the WWE look really bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I was like, what? And she's right, honestly. Like, no, it's dumb. It's dumb. Like, it's it, weird that like Brock Lesnar just doesn't have to like abide by the same anything. Like, I get it. Oh, like he's so cool. But I, as if I was running the company, I feel like 
having the one top guy is not as good as having like people who are happy. And I feel like people are not happy with that situation. Yeah. Because he's holding it hostage. He's holding that title hostage. I think with whoever he loses it to, like, I don't know, like, say Strowman wins it, who's going to beat him? Right. There's, like, no, yeah. No, they they have, there's such an impossible situation where I feel like nobody can lose anymore ever, like, without it being bad. Well, no, because here's what, I, here's what I'm going to say. Say Strowman wins the title at WrestleMania. Right. They have to have Roman Reigns beat him. Right. And it's believable because they fought before. And, but then people are going to be like, oh, Roman Reigns really beat him when he lost to The Miz twice in the beginning of the year. Right. So it's going to destroy Braun Strowman's credibility. And then make people hate Roman Reigns more. Yeah, like. (laughs) There really is, like, no winning. And real quick before we leave, John Cena's role is so random these days. Absolutely random. Like, I don't understand, like, his purpose on the show. Honestly, I I think he's done after this year. Something tells me. Yeah, me too. It, like he, it does. It's not the same. How how good was his promo though Monday night? Oh, it was really good. The the one the one with the, like him and the Miz. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Like even before the Miz came out, I yeah had cold yeah chills. even like, before he came out, yeah yeah yeah. Like this guy, dude. He's been. Could you imagine not having Cena at WrestleMania for the first time in fifteen years? It would be like it's it would be like insane. It would be because it's we're so used to it. Like nobody has performed at that that kind of level in ever, except for him, really, for that long. And it would be bizarre to not. And I don't even know who he's gonna fight. Like I don't even know if I want to see him fight Elias at WrestleMania or John or Undertaker. Like because honestly, like who what does that who does that help? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he beats Lesnar, what I would like to, what, honestly, what I would like to see is John Cena beat Lesnar, come out the next night on Raw, and like retire the title, and say I'm done, and then like maybe do like a tournament for the title or something. Yeah, because he, there's nothing, there's nothing that John Cena has left to prove besides winning that 17th world title. You're right. I feel like that is that you know it could happen, but then like we go back to what is Roman Reigns going to do? Who cares? Everyone is so expect- well, expecting. Smackdown. There are a lot of people who need a shift. I think that another person that needs a shift real quick before we end is Bailey because I don't think she can be successful on Raw with given who is on Raw. All the like Sasha, Alexa, Nia, Oscar. Now with Ronda. Yeah, and now with Ronda, like no one's gonna believe Bailey. It can be any of those people. No, she needs to go to SmackDown. <laughs> I think, I think, I think uh, the revival and the club both need to go to SmackDown. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and what are they gonna do? Like, what's gonna happen with the Raw tag titles at WrestleMania? Or, I don't know. It's very, it's very stressful, honestly. I don't know. And I think you and I look at the like the business from like differently than like the casual fan too. I think you and I really like in depth look at it like as even like business people. No, definitely. Like, there's times that you know I'd be like, oh, I would have never thought of that. But there's also times that I'm like, eh, maybe I would have did this differently. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that I get upset about watching the show is, like, when the announcers, like, get stuff wrong. Like, history. Like, history and stuff, like, wrong. Like, or just say something wrong. Like, how can you, like, you have one job. And, like, when the when the fan at home knows more about the product than you do, that's a problem. And I also think Coach is not doing a good job. <sighs> I wanted him to do a good job because I like him. I like him a lot. Right. But I agree. I, I don't think they can put anybody with Corey Graves. I think Corey Graves is just so good. Yeah, 
I agree. Yeah, no, I think he is. Honestly, he is the honestly, new... I know they can't do it because they have to have one black guy. I um, it, it looks like this is what the announced team looks like. It's like Corey Graves, one like nerdy looking white guy, and then the token black guy. And it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, no, and I think Tom Phillips, Corey Graves, and Michael Cole could do both shows and it'd be amazing. I do too. I do too. And I think that like we need. And I'm not trying to, like, get on, like, the whole, like, women's revolution thing. But, like, they had women, like, uh, commentators and different things now, like, on the like, tournaments and stuff. And then they have, like, women referees on the tournaments. So why can't they, like, start adding some of that into, like, the main product? No, I, I agree. I agree. Like, they do with 205 when they used to have uh, Austin Aries. Right. Uh, commentate. No, absolutely. I think I think that would be amazing. I think Lita would do a great job. She did a great job at the May Young Classic. I agree. I'm not a fan of Beth Phoenix's commentary on the Mixed Match Challenge at all. Yeah, no, me neither. And another reason – I know we're, like, nearing a lot. One other reason that I uh, that I think Bailey is not going to do well on Raw is she literally lost last night to Lana in a match. So, I mean – That's ridiculous. She got pinned – Clean in the ring by Lana. I don't get it. Like what? <laughs> Lana's like the worst wrestler ever. Other than in history. Other, other than well, other than like Kelly Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like terrible. But um, at least Lana's trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we have a topic for next week yet? Have we decided? No, I guess it'll be a surprise. Alright, it will be a surprise to everybody. Um yeah, so I really hope they enjoyed WCW because, like, you were, like, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. And tune in. Uh, you're welcome, guys. Like, you're the only one there. <laughs> um, whatever. You're welcome. No, uh, my posse's here. <laughs> right, right. Is there really a posse? No, no. Uh, like, your posse just sat there for an hour, just, like, while you were talking. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Tune in uh, next Wednesday for another episode of Clickbait, and we will surprise you with the topic. So, yeah, it'll be great. I hope you enjoyed WCW um, as long as it lasted. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.